Welcome to the Venturing Deep Podcast. My name is Ama Kessie and I consider myself as a lifelong learner. With that being said, I feel that if you search deep enough, you can learn from anyone or anything. This podcast will take a look at remarkable founders, interesting people, and topics. Thank you for joining me for the first episode of Venturing Deep. In this episode, we will be talking to Alexis Howard. She has been featured on platforms like Yahoo Finance and Chicago Weekly. She's a personal finance coach that specializes in teaching young professionals how to build generational wealth. It means so much to me that you stop by to listen. Now let's get deep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet Alexis Howard. Alexis, thank you so much for being the first guest of Venturing Deep. Now, I would be remiss if I did not take the time to thank you for being one of the first supporters of the Venturing Deep podcast. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Okay, Alexis, are you ready? I am so ready. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> okay, so first I kind of wanted to start with an icebreaker question. I think it's important for people to know how successful people start their days. So maybe they can see how they can incorporate something into theirs. So the question I wanted to ask you is, tell me, how do you typically start your day? I typically start my day by making myself either a tea or a coffee. I'm leaning more towards tea now just to keep I'm trying to wean myself off of caffeine. Um, And so I will go into my office space. I will sit on my couch and I will read something that's super inspiring. So today I was reading poetry and um, I did that for about an hour before preparing to come on here and chat with you. And I journaled a little bit. I reflected. I took some deep breaths um, and then I bundled up in my blanket and I hopped on this call. Wow. And speaking of poetry, can we talk about Amanda Gorman real quick? Oh my god. What goodness. she has done for I mean, poetry has always been something that just a, a beautiful art form, but just what she's done kind of like revitalizing it for young people. It's just wow, amazing. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, so I actually just wanted to just kind of um tell people about a little bit about Alexis, what she's done for me. So Alexis helped get me all the way together. Y'all, I didn't even know what an S&P 500 was, an index fund, but she was like, no, girl, this is this, this is that. I was just amazed by her knowledge and just her patience for um, someone like me. But I wanted to ask you, what got you excited about finances? Like, was it school? How was your family upbringing? Was it a particular circumstance that got you excited about finances? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, that's definitely like a layered answer. So I grew up like many other people. I didn't grow up with financial education. Um, and I also didn't grow up in a household that had, you know, a lot of money. So we didn't talk about money in the home. We didn't talk about money in school. Um, and then I ended up moving to San Francisco, which is extremely expensive. Um, you know, crazy cost to just live out here and rent and all of that. (laughs) So when you're in school, you're kind of oblivious to it because I had taken out student loans to, to finance my time as a student in San Francisco. Um, and so the reality of learning about money didn't really hit me until I graduated. Um, and not only did I graduate, I was working at a firm where I was extremely unhappy, but I did not have any financial means to leave because I didn't have a savings account. Um, I didn't have my life together. So I was putting up with like living in or or working in really toxic spaces 
And that I think was one really big turning point for me was, you know, figuring out how I could avoid that going forward in my life. Um, and then also just having a, a desire to not repeat, to not have my children repeat the childhood that I had. Um, you know, my parents gave to us, there was always a roof over our head, there was always food in our bellies, but I wanted to be able to do more for my children. Um, and so the mixture of like trying to get out of a toxic, toxic workspace, um, and also just wanting better for myself and better for my future family, all kind of really came together for me, um, wanting to dive deeper into finance. And you mentioned toxic work environments. Mm-hmm. How important is mental health to you? everything and I've learned to appreciate it definitely I mean from that space and even now as a business owner just realizing like if you don't have you no one's gonna have you and you can't show up and be the best version for someone else when you can't even do that for yourself so prioritizing yourself prioritizing your mental health and your well-being is the most important thing I think anyone can can do and take on Wow, I, I completely agree. I did want to share this um this this uh piece of information. So I wanted to ask you about financial literacy. So I saw that in 2019, um the New Jersey governor, Sheila Oliver, signed a new law requiring financial literacy education for New Jersey's middle middle school students. And New Jersey um assemblywoman Angela V. McKnight and personal finance expert Tiffany the budgetista at Aliche, I love her. <laughs> We're both um, keying in the legislation passed. And they're quoted saying, many young people go into adulthood knowing little about finances and end up making decisions that cost them in the long run. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you think that it's important to um, incorporate financial literacy into our schools? Did you feel like you were, um, you know, uh, prepared for the types of things that you would be facing in adulthood in regard to your finances? Yeah. I mean, I think it's so important for people to have financial literacy prior to graduating from high school. So middle school or, and, or high school, I think it's really important that that is a part of our curriculum. Um, I did not feel like I was very well equipped within my own adolescence. I remember having an, uh, she was in an econ teacher. She was my econ teacher. And she was talking about how she was really smart with her money and her husband was not. And at 20 years old, she started putting money into an account. And now she was already a millionaire. And it was cool listening to her story. It resonated with me, but also like, it was just, it kind of also went over my head at the same time. So like, I understood the power of her story. And I thought about it after graduating high school, a couple times in college, I would think about that you know, her sharing that in her lecture, but still I just didn't, there was no guidance and direction as to how to make that happen for myself. And I didn't realize how easy it was to make that happen for myself. Um, so yeah, children, children need to know the importance of making financial decisions. And I think if you can, you know, quiz or test students on the Pythagorean theorem and teach them all of these other relevant things that they're not going to actually use after they graduate, from high school or college, I think there's no reason why you shouldn't learn the, you know, the importance of investing, taxes, building a business, um, and, you know, real estate, all of these things are crucial to the wealth building experience. Wow. And I want to ask you, do you feel like sometimes people are just afraid to talk about money? I do think there is an element of that, but I think the bigger element is that a lot of people just don't know enough about it to really talk about it. 
Wow. Wow. Um, I actually wanted to delve into your platform called Financially Brave. Um, why that name, actually? And what do you do through this platform? Yeah. So I had um, I had been thinking about starting. This was back in 20. So like early 2019, I had been thinking about starting a business relating to financial education and I had been sitting on it for a while. You know, I was already helping some friends out. I was definitely already working in financial spaces. Um, so I knew I was equipped to really add value to a community. Um, but I was just, you know, I was uncertain. And so um, I take ice skating lessons for fun. So I was with my ice skating coach um, some random day in March 2019. And she had also been talking about starting her own business, not related to finance, but she was, you know, she was saying that she was, you know, very eager to, to take on, to take on some new challenges in her life. And I was like, yeah, you know, I really want to start a business. I've been thinking about it. And I looked at her and I said, you know what, tonight, I'm just going to do it tonight. I'm just going to go home. I'm just going to, I'm just going to start the, I'm just going to start the page. And so I went home and I did not, I couldn't think of a name. And I was like, you know what, if I, allow myself to put this off because I don't, because I can't find the perfect name that I'm never going to get started. Um, and so I started thinking about, okay, well, what is my message and, and what is it that I'm really trying to share with people? I want them to be courageous in their financial journey. I want them to, you know, really step into their power. I really want to empower them. Like, how can I tie that into the, the brand name? And I was like, I guess you're just like financially brave. I, I mean, I guess that sounds okay. And I, I texted my dad. I was like, do that you like this so name? Organic. That was he so was like, organic. no, he was, my dad did not like it. He was like, no, I don't like that name. Ah, uh, like, well, dads. <laughs> I know. Right. And I was like, you know, too bad. Like it's, it's nine o'clock at night. So I was like, start today. And so I just started and I didn't, I actually did not really love the name, but I started to get a lot more. Um, people started to really tell me how they, how it made them feel. And so yeah, that's how it came to be. And I'm very, very happy that I chose the name Financially Brave. And I think it really aligns with uh, my messaging and my platform where, you know, essentially I am just educating people on finances and investing and saving. But more than that, I really want people to understand that the biggest part of their financial journey is themselves, right? So expertise is great. Um, knowledge is great. And I think it is important for people to have so they can, you know, understand what's going on and also educate their loved ones. But more than that, you have to be willing to execute. You have to be willing to be brave. You have to be willing to be courageous and make the changes that are required for you to change your finances. Um, and so that's what my platform is all about. And then I offer services that, you know, coach people through that process. Wow. Powerful. You have to be brave. Wow. I wanted to ask you, so sometimes when working with others, um, what is something that you see people kind of struggle with to get their finances in order? Do you ever see people like doubt or just give up on the hopes that they can become financially stable? The biggest thing by far is accountability and discipline. Mm. Um, there are a lot of people who want change, but and this goes for anything it goes for, you know, dieting. It goes for, you know, creating that dream body that you want, creating that dream business, creating the finance, financial situation that you want. You have to be willing to commit to the process. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen at the snap of a finger. If that was the case, we would all be walking around as Oprah Winfrey or Beyonce or something like that. You know, like <laughs> that transformation takes time and it takes commitment to the process. And if you're deep in the hole right now where you have a lot of debt, um, and you have a lot in, 
you have one that you haven't saved. It's going to take time to fix that. And so if you're not committed to the process, then it is easy for you to, to give up and, and put your financial goals aside. And that's by far the biggest issue I come across. Mm. Okay. So I know that you are working on some new things. Um, so what do you hope for this year for your, your business? What are you, what are you hoping to bring? Um, if people, if somebody was listening right now and they were thinking about becoming financially brave and they wanted to work with you, what's something you would tell them that you're, you could bring to, to them? Definitely ease and peace about the financial journey. So, you know, I'm sure you're aware too, a lot of people have intimidation when it comes to getting started and to um, building wealth. And so I really want to continue to break those walls down, break those barriers down, um, but also give a full picture of what wealth building looks like. So add additional resources that can help kind of complete that picture. So what I mean by that is, um, I'm really big on passive investing. Passive investing is such an easy and affordable way to build wealth, but it is a long-term process. But there are also elements of the wealth building journey that we should be talking about as well, like life insurance and real estate um, and building a business. And so these are different things that I definitely want to incorporate more into the brand. Um, so there is that comprehensive approach to building wealth instead of just focusing on one aspect of it. Okay. Okay. So I have some questions here. Yes. I know this wasn't so long, but um, just wanted to wrap up with asking you kind of some fire questions. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. So one thing I wanted to ask you is if you had a TV show based on your life, what would be the name? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, the first thing that came to mind was awkward. I don't know why, but I feel like, Oh, I love uh, that show. (laughs) Is there, there is a show. I haven't watched it. You remember on, um, was it MTV? Yeah. Yes. 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 I think awkward is a great one. Like I feel, I feel like my life could be a Lizzie McGuire movie. Have you, did you ever watch Lizzie McGuire? Yes, absolutely. I feel like, I have a lot of moments. <laughs> a lot of moments you have like a little person on your shoulder just yes, <laughs> talking yes. to you. <laughs> Very clumsy. Like, yeah, I have just, I have a lot of moments. So I feel like awkward um, is probably, probably a good, a good title. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, and then also I noticed that you said that you read a book in the morning, but what is your favorite book? Oh, she said, I have a lot. I have a lot of books that I like, but what is I one? Do. <laughs> um, my favorite book. Okay, I'm trying to think of the book that made like the most impact on me. Um, ooh, this is really, really tough. <laughs> let, me, let me like look through my list real quick. Go ahead and let look through your list, girl. <laughs> list. Um I really like, I can never go wrong with a self-help book. So like when you asked me that question, like the first couple of books that came to mind are like The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, Um, Untamed was really great, Grit, I really loved Grit because that was, I'm going to go with Grit. I'm going to go with Grit. Okay. There, there actually yeah. is this new self-help book that I'm looking forward to getting. It's Believe It. And I've forgotten her name at this point, but basically she is the founder of It Cosmetics and she sold the company to L'Oreal for, I think, a okay. dollar valuation. 
Wow. And her story is amazing because she said she was like wow. a Denny waitress. Then she, you know, she's at where she is now, but she, yeah. there was grit. There was a grit. Yeah. There was, you yes. know, doubt. And I, I'm yes. excited to read that book. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Also, you say you live in San Francisco. I so do. some of us have not been to San Francisco. So if we ever were to go down there, what spot should we try? Um, the great thing about San Francisco, it's very small. So there's a lot to see, but you don't have to travel too far. Like you can hop on a bus or like Muni or a BART or whatever, or train okay. systems to get to where you need to go. I would say a really fun spot to just like chill is Dolores Park. You can go and just like have a little picnic with friends. Um, Baker Beach is the beach right beside the Golden Gate Bridge. That's always a really nice spot. Um, Golden Gate Park is super beautiful. So now I'm starting to list out a bunch of things. I would say, (laughs) I would say like, if I, if you're a beach lover, go to Baker Beach and just chill by the Golden Gate Bridge and just, it is a nude beach. So be prepared because there are people who, who, yeah, I'm from Georgia. We don't do that. (laughs) I was very caught off guard. I will say that. Oh my Um, gosh. (laughs) A lot of the older men, um, have their little corner and there is, yeah, there's a nude beach. Yes. So be prepared. Um, but I would say if you like the beach, go to Baker beach. And if you like just being out in nature, golden gate park is huge, it's huge. Um, and they have like a flower observatory and it's just like, it's so nice. Um, and so if you just want to chill out, lay in the grass, read a book, golden gate park all the way. And if you want to socialize with friends in nature, Dolores park. Okay. Okay. She gave so us a fun. whole list y'all. She gave us a whole yeah. list. So yeah. don't say that you don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. And bring uh-huh. a jacket. It's always cold. Don't be deceived. But if you see the sun is out, that does not mean it is warm outside. So bring a jacket. Ooh, Very cold out. Here. Bring a jacket, y'all. It's not just how we see on TV and we think everybody <laughs> wearing tank tops all the time. These people actually have jackets. Okay. Not yes. a, a, real, a real, like a pat, uh, uh, a North Face jacket, like a real. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold out here. Very cold. Oh, I also wanted to ask what <laughs> is your favorite pastime candy? I think I like a lot of sour candies. I would say maybe like, like those little sour gummy worms. I really like those. Yes. Yes. I don't consider chocolate a candy. Do you consider chocolate a candy? It, is it? Is it? Are, are you getting at like it's more healthy? Like it's healthy? Like it's not. No. A, okay. No. I, just I mean, like ability, candy, but. Because I love Hershey. I love Hershey chocolate. And yeah. so like when I was at my home, when I went trick or treating, I would always like really dive into that. That was my preferred thing. It's like a little thing of candy. But I don't consider chocolate candy. So if I was just to specifically talk about candy, I think sour gummy worms takes. Wait a minute. Why don't you consider it chocolate candy? I feel like it's just a different category. Is it? Do you consider it candy? I mean, on the the rappers, don't they say like candy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to look that up because I don't know. I have never considered, I just consider chocolate, chocolate, and then candy is candy. Candy. Well, look, I'm not about to uh, tell you you're wrong. That's... <laughs> you know what? I get what you're saying. You're like, they, okay, they fall under, I would say they fall underneath the umbrella term of candy, but they are two types, you know, like I, yeah. I can see where you are. I could see where you were getting at. Yeah. And I, yeah. I understand. I do. Both but, are kind of unhealthy, right? But like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, 
like, so, yeah. <laughs> the last question here I have in your um, fire round is sing. Um, sorry, not sing. What am I saying? <laughs> if you could sit down with anyone, dead or alive, for dinner, who would it be? Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> That is such a great question. I don't know. I feel like maybe an ancestor of mine, like just somebody, I don't have like, there are a lot of people that I respect. There are a lot of people that I learn from, a lot of people that I read about. Um, but there's not like one person where I'm like, yes, like that is the person I need to sit down with or that's somebody I wish I spoke to. Um so yeah, maybe like someone in my blood, like like a great great grandmother or something like that. Just because I think I've recently have really have started to get more and more curious about you know my history, um, and so maybe just like a past relative. I, I, I wouldn't say like a celebrity or anyone like um, yeah anyone who's really popular or highly known in the the media that doesn't really doesn't really interest me. I don't know. Like I just that is really that is really cool because most people say. Oh, I was sent down with, um, you know, somebody that they, I guess, looked up to, mm-hmm. never met. But, the, mm-hmm. before, you know, that's that's really interesting that you said you'd rather sit down with the ancestor. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think about it, if you sat down with an ancestor and you told them, hey, in a few years, Amazon is going to be this company. Invest in it. That would change the trajectory <laughs> right, of right, your family. Right. Like, that, yeah. wow, okay. I never thought about that, but that is... Yeah. That is a, a good a good point to make. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> um, like, I think like, yeah. Michelle Obama and like you know like, I think of like powerful black women. Yes. I'm so inspired, but I still think just like learning more about my history has just been like top tier, like the top thing on my mind. So I completely. If you if you don't know where you've been, what what? How do they say? Yeah, don't know where you've been. You don't know where you're going, or is it? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. You got to know your history. You can't forget it. Yeah, can't forget it. Yeah. That's that's real. That's real. Um, I actually wanted to ask you if you had a tip to give a listener about personal finance. What would it be? I know you were talking about passive income. I know you were talking about life insurance. I know you were talking mm-hmm. about other um other things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can harp still harp back on, on um, passive income or any tip you want to give. My tip um, would more so be like a word of encouragement. And that's just, you know, to build long-term wealth, to retire with hundreds of thousands, if not millions in your retirement account does not require a lot of money up front. It just requires consistency Um, and so for anyone who is in a space where they're just feeling a little overwhelmed or they, there is that, that hunger to do better for themselves and they just, they don't know how to get started. I would say like, you can literally start with just a hundred dollars a month, you know? Um, and it's really about just kind of understanding your options and taking the time to understand some of the options that are available to you, the types of the different types of passive investment accounts that exist, and then just getting started, you know? So don't fret and don't overcomplicate the process because then you delay getting started. Mm, a little goes so far, y'all. A little yes. goes so far. Yes. Well, so we're going to wrap up. And I wanted to just 
um, ask you to just tell people where they can find you, where they can sign up for your coaching services. Y'all, she is the queen on Instagram, okay? (laughs) She drops knowledge every single day. And her stories, her IGTV, get at her. She is giving gems away. Don't say, I didn't tell y'all, okay? (laughs) But tell them where they can find you and how they can sign up for your services. Yeah, you can find me um, through my Instagram handle at Financially Brave. Um, And then there's a little link in my bio for you to learn more about what I offer and see if you're a good fit. Um, and it's very self-explanatory from that point in time. You're always welcome to send me a DM as well. If you have questions. Great. Um, y'all you're never too young to start, you know, getting your finances in order. And Mm -hmm. Alexis definitely is somebody who can help you do that. So again, Alexis, I just want to tell you, thank you so, so much for being the first guest of the Venturing Deep podcast. (laughs) And I hope that, you know, you'll come back next time for just another episode. Um, but again, thank you so much. And um, I just can't wait to see what you do with your platform and how you're going to continue to inspire others to get um, financially stable, financially brave, financially brave. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was such a joy chatting with you. Thank you. Well, that concludes the first episode of Venturing Deep. Some takeaways from the show. A little can go a long way. You got to start somewhere. You have to be brave. Commit to the process. And you're never too young to start working on your finances. You can find us on Instagram at The Venture Deep Podcast. If you want to talk to me directly, you can find me on Instagram at Keeping It underscore Kessie or on Twitter, Ama underscore Kessie. I am so excited to hear your feedback, questions for future guests, or anything else you want to discuss. And because you do one thing for me, share this episode with your peers. And if you loved it, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can reach more people. Special thanks to today's guest. You can find all of her information in the bio of the podcast. And thank you to you because our time is the most valuable resource. And you spent some of it with me. For that, I am so grateful. Until next time, don't be afraid to venture 